Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Sunday, November the 19th. And welcome to our commentary. Well, I want to begin tonight uh, by uh, just passing on the news that uh, we learned today in the last uh, few hours that former, former First Lady Rosalind Carter had passed away. Of course, her husband, President Carter, who's still alive, but not in good health either. And they had had spent much of the last year or so uh, in bad health, both of them. And so her death is not a shock. You know, we, we knew she was in very bad health. But of course, we want to send her best uh, to her family. Obviously, I was not a supporter of President Carter. I thought his presidency was uh, had a lot of shortcomings. Let's just put it that way. But uh, First Lady uh, Carter, Rosalind Carter, was always a charmer and was always someone that I think most Americans were very fond of. And after they left the presidency in 1981, uh, they did a lot of humanitarian work. Uh, Habitat for Humanity, probably the one that uh, they're mostly identified with. But here's the thing that I find interesting about Mrs. Carter and the former president. They left the White House in 1981, which means they, I mean, they have had I think, if not the longest, certainly one of the longest uh, post-presidencies of any presidential couple. I, I cannot remember anybody else. I think when President Ford passed away in 2006, he had been out of the White House for, I believe, 29 or 39 years, one of those. I don't quite remember. I think 29 years. And, you know, you just don't get uh, former presidents hanging around that long, certainly uh, the, the same for the First Lady. So, President Carter and Mrs. Carter had a long post-presidency and a good one, a good one. Politics aside, as I said, she was an absolutely wonderful lady. Uh, she was a, a great supporter of her husband, the president, a good friend, a good partner. They had a great family. And tonight we just say rest in peace and we send our condolences to the former president uh, himself. Again, as I said, not in not in good health uh, at all. So Rosalind Carter, born in 1929, I believe, 1929, uh, passed away just uh, today, um, just a few hours ago down in down in um, in Georgia. Well, the big story today uh, is this is going to really blow up as a major headline around the world. They had elections in Argentina and the opposition candidate, Javier Milei, is uh, scheduled to win. Now, the, the result is not official yet, but the opposition has already conceded the election. The leader of the opposition, the other candidate, just went on, t on radio and TV here recently in the last 30 minutes or so, and we're recording this about 5.40 Central Time. So around 5.30 our time, whatever time that is in Argentina, I think they're a couple of hours ahead of us, uh, the, the candidate of the government went on TV or radio and conceded that he had lost. The numbers that we are getting, again, this is not official because they're still counting, but they have at the moment counted something like 86% of the vote. And if these numbers hold up, and they probably will, because a lot of the votes to be counted are coming in from the interior of Argentina. In other words, most of the big city votes ha has already been counted, whether it's Buenos Aires or some of the other big cities. So the votes that are coming in are from some of the smaller towns and some of the outlying areas. And at the moment, Millet is up by 10 points. So it, it probably will end up something like that, 55-45,
which would be a huge victory, an absolutely huge victory for a man who, at least as far as I know, and most of the world was relatively unknown three or four months ago. Now, his whole campaign for president uh, was obviously an attack on the economic policies of the government, economic policies that have produced horrific inflation, a collapse in the standard of living in Argentina, an out-of-control bureaucracy. Uh, I mean, just a country that is not functioning, a country that is falling apart. And that was his whole focus. Uh, For example, he wants to dollarize the economy. He wants to reduce government spending. He wants to really go after uh, the central government and make uh, Argentina more private sector friendly, or at least more friendly for taxpayers. Again, it's going to be a tough task to do all of this. He's probably not going to be able to do everything. But the the mere fact that he won by 10 points gives him at least the opportunity to go public here over the next year or so and say, you know, I was elected by the people of Argentina. You're listening to my message. And this is uh, what we're going to do. I wish him well. I wish him well. Because Argentina is a country that desperately needed a change. And this man was able to communicate with the people of Argentina and say, hey, we're going to make some changes. It's going to be painful. Yes, it will be. But we're going to make some changes. I, I, I think it's a huge victory. And I am really happy for Argentina. I am very happy for Argentina. I, I think this is going to be one of those moments in Latin America where people will remember this as a turning point. You're already seeing, for example, the socialist government in Colombia falling apart. Uh, the socialist government, not necessarily socialist, but left of center government in Chile having a lot of problems. Uh, so, you know, hopefully, hopefully this is the beginning of a new trend in South America where the voters say, no, we don't want those policies. Those policies, those policies don't work. Well, they're not working in Chile. They're not working in Colombia. And they're certainly not working in in Argentina, they're not working next door either in Brazil, where you also have another left-to-center president who is not uh, very popular at the moment. So Javier Milei is going to be the next president of Argentina. It looks like he's going to win by 10 points, which is, again, pretty incredible because not a single, not a single poster predicted this. Not a single poster predicted that he was going to win. They, they kept talking about a very close election. This kind of reminds me a little bit. We were talking about uh, Mrs. Carter, uh, former first lady, uh, Rosalind Carter, a few minutes ago. And this kind of this election in Argentina reminds me a little bit of the 1980 election when her husband, President Carter, was defeated for re-election. And, you know, those of you who remember, you remember that on on the Monday before the election, on the Sunday before the election, all the posters were saying that it was going to be a very close election and that it was going to be one of those all-night-long type uh, elections. Well, it didn't turn out that way in 1980, and this one in Argentina today is certainly not turning out that way. What a what a tremendous victory for Javier Millet. A controversial man, I'm not going to deny that, a man who sometimes would say a lot of crazy things, uh, a man who was very direct, and uh, but a man who apparently was talking the way the people of Argentina, or he was saying something the people of Argentina wanted to hear, uh, which is that change is coming. I think the biggest change is going to be in the expectations, uh, because I think you're going to see a particularly foreign investors feel a lot better 
about the future of Argentina short term and uh, long term. So congratulations to the president-elect of Argentina, Javier Milei. Interesting fellow, very charismatic, very outspoken fellow, doesn't hold back, tells you what he wants to say. And that's some people compare him to Trump. I don't really think he is like Trump, but some people say he is. I guess the style is what uh, what they compare him to, the style and, and the way he speaks and the fact that he just tells you what he thinks. I, I think in that sense, they compare him uh, with Trump. So we wish him well. We wish him well. Argentina needs a change. And I think they're going to get one with uh, President-elect uh, Javier, Javier uh, Milei. Just a couple of things here that I wanted to mention before we go. Another poll came out. This is NBC News. I think they featured it this morning on Meet the Press. I was not able to watch Meet the Press today because, frankly, I usually don't have time on Sunday mornings to watch these shows. It's just uh, I just don't watch them. as I, I used to at one time, but I just don't watch them anymore. I, I don't think, frankly. Now, Fox News is pretty decent. But the others, I frankly don't like the moderators that much. I, I just think most of the moderators are not as good as they used to be. But anyway, they have a new poll that came out on NBC Meet the Press. Uh, and it's more bad news for President uh, Biden. I mean, some bad news for President Biden. He's trailing President Trump. This is the tendency now that we are seeing in poll after poll after poll where uh, President, uh, former President Trump is beating President Biden. Now, granted, Within the margin of error, we're talking a couple of points. But the tendency is there. The tendency is there. And if the election were held today, I think you would have a close popular vote election. Uh, the Democrats might even win the popular vote. But I think that President Trump would comfortably win the Electoral College as he did back in, 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 20, in 2016. Now, the, the fact that uh, a brand new poll came out today for President Biden I think it's only a coincidence, but on this day, Governor Abbott came out and endorsed uh, President uh, President Trump. Not a shock, not a surprise. Uh, I think everybody expected that at some point. But I think it confirms two things. Number one is that uh, Governor Abbott realizes that the stars are lining, aligning, I should say, on in the direction of a Trump uh, nomination. And if these polls hold out in the direction of a Trump victory. And I think Governor Abbott wants to be on the right side, of course, of these elections. So he's uh, lining uh, with President Trump and endorsing endorsing him as well. One person was asking me, why, why did he do it? Well, I think it's just, again, it's just politics. I mean, he realizes that, as I said before, that the stars are lining uh, in the direction of, of uh of President Trump. But I will tell you this, this is crazy speculation on my part. I don't have any information about this, just crazy speculation on my part. You know, you could see Governor Abbott in a uh, in a Trump cabinet. And I think that would be good. And the position that I love to see him in is the position of attorney general. Remember, he was the attorney general in Texas before he became governor. So that I think would be, I think, perfect. I would love to see Governor Abbott as the attorney general of the United States, uh, because I think you're going to see a lot of credibility return to the DOJ if uh, Governor Abbott is the attorney general. We leave you with on this day in history, as we always do, but it was on this day in 1863, that would make it 160 years ago, that President Lincoln delivered uh, the Gettysburg Address. 
it's an amazing speech. It's very easy, very easy to read. I think it's 272 words. But uh, without question, the greatest uh, American speech delivered by a president. And I always enjoy reading it uh, on, on the anniversary. Again, it's very, very quick to read. And it's something that I think everybody should read. I don't know if we still read that stuff in schools, but I love to see every American child, uh, this uh, school child, uh, this week uh, read the Gettysburg Address. I think they would learn a great deal more about Lincoln than they know. And I think they would also learn a great deal about uh, the history of the country. Thank you for listening. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas. And again, our condolences to the Carter family for the passing of the former uh, first lady. Our condolences, of course, to the former president who uh, is still living in, in Georgia. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.